what are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, send me tracing out of Zion. I mean, he has beaten the two best teams in the NFC from last year. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. We hope you enjoyed the last week end of football. Fantasy football is going strong. How are you doing in your leagues, Tom? I'm doing okay. Uh, I split in one of my doubleheaders this week, and that that league is probably the most important to me just because it, there's so much to it. But I split in that one, and I lost in the listener league actually to Kyle, which which is the team that I said I didn't like his wide receivers, but his wide receivers did really well this week and mine didn't do as well as I wanted them to. So yeah. Yeah. We all have our weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. We did well in our leagues we're doing together with the fancy fuel name on them. So, so far so good there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've done good in my double header league. So I'm okay. There was a few hiccups in some other leagues, but I can't win them all. So no, you never can. I, I've never gone a fantasy season where I didn't get a loss. I almost did once, <laughs> almost. I yep. still think about it in my dreams when I go to bed <laughs> on Sunday nights. <laughs> all right. Anyway, we will move on. Uh, let's get to some news before Fantasy Fuel switches gears this week. Uh, we're going to talk about a few quarterback-wide receiver combos yep. and whether or not we think they're going to keep pace or fall off. But uh, before we get to that, uh, a few news items we have to talk about. Josh Gordon. Yes, we do. <sighs> Fifth-round pick, and mm-hmm. apparently they're going to get a seventh-round pick as well. Or, yeah, fifth-round pick goes to the Browns. The Patriots get Josh Gordon, and I think they're guar- or they're trying to guarantee the seventh round pick. Not even have that language in it anymore about if he plays or active <laughs> for ten games. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. that seventh round pick. Oh, it's gonna be you know another Hall of Famer. So yeah, probably would be if if they end up getting that. But uh, is nobody else willing to put a fifth rounder out there or a fourth rounder even like just hey. Well, we'll give you a fourth rounder for this guy. Is nobody else willing to do that for Josh Gordon? I mean, that seems like a fifth rounder is so cheap for a guy that, that is that talented. I know there's a risk. I know that there's Josh Gordon is Josh Gordon. He might fall back again. But, man, the talent for like five games even is worth a fourth round pick because that can, that can propel you for five games. Yeah, I was hoping the Eagles were going to throw their hat into the ring on that one because of our wide receiver woes, which uh, another side note of news, we signed Jordan Matthews back on the squad. So Carson Mm -hmm. Wentz's BFF is now back on the field with him. We'll see what that entails this Sunday. But, uh, yeah, as far as Josh Gordon goes, why were there not more offers out there? Yeah, We haven't even heard of any other team's official offer. Nothing's leaked. Nobody's like slipped up and said, oh, well, we, we only wanted to give up a sixth-round pick or you know, something of that nature. We haven't heard anything, and we haven't even heard anything from Bill Belichick because he's still not talking about Josh Gordon because he said the trade 
which was on the transaction wire yesterday, isn't finalized. That's why I was a little <laughs> wishy-washy at the top of the show here, because apparently, according to Bill Belichick, the trade still isn't quite final, which yeah. is confusing. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> it, if it's not final, then okay. But, man, I, I, it's, I still don't understand. If it's not final, then maybe somebody else will say, okay, we'll offer you the same thing the Patriots did. <laughs> I don't see why anybody wouldn't do that. Like, at this point, you see that that is a really good deal. Go out there and try and get Josh Gordon. And if it sucks, if he fails, he fails. It's not a big deal. Just just try it. It's worth it. It's worth a shot. Now, if Josh Gordon stays healthy, do you think he will come close to the production that Randy Moss had when he went to the Patriots? No. Um not close, but he's still going to – He'll if he's out there and he's playing, he's still a big part of that offense. And I, Randy Moss, one of the best receivers, possibly the second best receiver. I'm never going to put anybody over Jerry <laughs> yeah. Rice. You have to really – you have to really, really produce for me to want to do that. But he might. he's possibly the second best receiver of all time. And I don't think Josh Gordon is even close to that. So, yeah, I'm not going there. All right, good enough. Uh, speaking of wide receivers, apparently Antonio Brown didn't show up for work on Monday, and mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin is had his little talking to, and he said he's been disciplined, but that's all in-house, and we may not find out what that was all about. Yeah, it's it's really strange. <laughs> I I don't know if he's frustrated with the whole Le'Veon Bell thing, and he just keeps he's he's kind of like. Not spouting off, but I mean, we'll get a little bit into it a little more because we, that is one of the topics we're going to talk about. Um, I mean, Roethlisberger anyway. But yeah, that, it's a little bit of a news, and it scared me for a little bit. But I do hear that he is going to be back, so <laughs> I'm not too, I'm not too worried. Yeah, there's there's no reason he wouldn't be on the field unless he really really went off the deep end somewhere, but. Uh, Speaking of Le'Veon Bell, the Steelers have officially removed Le'Veon Bell from their roster. Yeah, not they didn't trade him; they didn't cut him. He just nope. isn't on their roster right now, which just it keeps getting weirder and weirder. I traded for Le'Veon Bell in a league that I was super deep in wide receivers, so I gave up basically Jarvis Landry for him. And you guys know I love Jarvis Landry, yeah. but I had Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and somebody else that was drafted before Landry. Uh, so I decided to take the chance to have a superstar running back for a playoff push. But I'm starting to wonder if I'll even get that the way things are progressing. Yeah. I mean, if he comes back, and especially in the during the playoffs, it's a, it's a 100% the right move that you traded him. If he doesn't come back and he doesn't end up playing at all this year, well, you made a mistake. But this right now, the the risk is worth it if you can have somebody of that caliber during, especially during a playoff run. Yeah, um, I guess I'll just cross my fingers and hope, just like everybody else that has Le'Veon Bell in a roster, because <laughs> nobody's going to just completely drop him yet. It's too hard to do that, even if you are almost a hundred percent certain he's going to stay out until Week Ten. You're, you're not going to drop him, so. We'll stash him, and we will just keep our fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, A little bit of good news out there. Uh, 
Larry Fitzgerald, who has been very fantasy irrelevant for the first two weeks of the season, yeah, uh, he picked up an entire day's tab at a local deli to help the terminally ill owner. Yeah, so I thought that was a really really cool story. Larry Fitzgerald still is one of the best guys that you will find in football. Yeah, even if he's not producing on the field this year. I said it in my very first time of the month. I mean, and I could be proven wrong as far as his production this year because <laughs> Sam Bradford is no good. Now, if, if Rosen goes out there at some point and, and can light it up, then I'm not going to back off of my Larry Fitzgerald's going to be awesome. But he's awesome off the field. There, there, I've said it on my first time of the month, and I'm saying it again. He is one of the most amazing people in the NFL. And I, he I, – I got a, I don't know. I got a, like a guy crush on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I know I've been following him since he came into the league, mm-hmm. and I just, for whatever reason, I never just, I never thought he would just keep going at the same pace for as many years as he's done it. So, if this turns out to be his last year, and Sam Bradford buries Larry Fitzgerald's hopes and dreams of playing football anymore, it it was a great career, and yes. I'm sure he's going to do wonderful things even when he's done playing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, news of the weird, which is almost the norm right now when we bring <laughs> up the name John Gruden. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he was quoted... Is saying it's hard to find a great pass rusher. <laughs> what? I, <laughs> yes, you he, just had one. <laughs> I don't understand why that would even pass through his lips after he trades yeah. perhaps the greatest defensive player in the league right now because <laughs> through two games, Khalil Mack has just been awesome. Yeah. And he's been he's already joking around with his Bears teammates. Uh, he almost had a sack uh, on Russell Wilson and Akeem Hicks also trying to get to Russell Wilson accidentally clipped Khalil Mack for just a second. So he lost his grip on Russell Wilson. And I saw him <laughs> on the sideline. He was they had the, the mics over there on him and. He was like, you hit me? You hit me? Why did you do that? I mean, it was he he was just joking around with his guys. He was like, man, that was you that did that to me. That's why I lost another sack. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, John Gruden, apparently it's it's hard to find a great pass rusher. Somehow, some way, it, it's just you can't get him on every team. So, it's Except for you inherited one. <laughs> I just... It's hard to find one, but it's super easy to lose one. Maybe that's, yeah, maybe maybe that's, that's what, what it is. Wow, that's 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 nuts. Uh, one more thing before we get into our quarterback wide receiver combos: uh, mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings are going to play their fifth game against each other mm-hmm. since the NFL went to eight divisions in 2002. So only five times since 2002 have they played each other. Okay, all five times the starting quarterbacks of each team have been different. <laughs> Now, yeah. obviously, the Buffalo Bills have gone through a billion quarterbacks in the last 16 years. Yeah. But yeah. You would have thought at some point the Vikings would have had the same quarterback for a couple of those. But, nope, they've had almost as many uh, quarterback issues as the Bills have, but they've been a <laughs> lot more successful. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've been a lot more successful than the Bills. There's no doubt about that. But, yeah, they only play each other like every four years now. So, if you have a... 
if you have a quarterback and he's only there for three, then yeah, that's kind of how it works. That's true. But, but yeah, it's, they don't have they don't neither one of them has had that franchise quarterback for quite a while now. So yeah, I I actually kind of I believe it to a certain extent. Yeah, I just thought it was funny because. I didn't realize that it was 16 years ago that we went to eight divisions. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I feel like it's been longer or it was just yesterday when they did that because it does it seem It doesn't like, feel like 16 years. It feels more no. like eight. Right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, I it, when you think about it, I, it does make sense. I know I've had to catch myself, not recently, but not too long ago when talking about divisions, I've always wanted to say, you know, the Central when it came to the you know, Packers and the Bears, not the North. So <laughs> I guess it's been long enough where I don't even have to think about those things anymore. But, yeah. wow, it's yep. uh, 16 years. Okay, I start and feel old, but <laughs> we're still going. Uh, all right, enough of that. We're We're going to get into some analysis uh we watched some footage of these guys for the first two weeks and we're going to go over some of their stats and what we have seen and what we think will continue and we're going to jump right into big ben and antonio brown and those guys on the pittsburgh steelers because they are winless yeah and antonio brown like we said earlier is not happy yeah, and I'm going to address that real quick. He's not happy because he feels like other people are getting more targets and, or whatever it is. <laughs> it's kind of silly because I ended up breaking it down a little bit. Last year, and within the first two games of, in, of 2017, Antonio Brown had 22 targets and 16 receptions, which gave him 40 fantasy points. That's a little bit irrelevant for his feelings. He probably doesn't care. But this year... He's had 33 targets, which is more than what last year was. And he has 18 receptions, which is more as well. Which, and he has more fantasy production this year within the first two weeks. It's 42.7 points. So it's, it seems kind of silly that he's saying this. It's just because Ben Roethlisberger has thrown the ball 101 times. That is ridiculous. Do you know that Antonio Brown is on pace for 264 targets on the year? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he's complaining because he's not getting the ball as much as he wants to. But he, you've gotten it more than what you've gotten in the past. Yeah, target-wise, Big Ben is just he's, – he's locked in on him. He just have been more yeah. successful with yeah. his other receivers. Juju has been – and I think I, I don't know why Antonio Brown is upset with that. Maybe he's more, see that's what I'm thinking. I think this has something to do with Le'Veon Bell more than it does how many targets he's getting. Because I don't know. I don't know if they were close friends or what, but it just seems like you don't go off the deep end when you're actually receiving more targets and you have more receptions. It, it if other guys are getting it, then other guys are getting it, and your team can be more successful. Now they haven't won, so I think that's frustrating for him too. <laughs> yes, but. I don't know. It just seems really strange that he would say stuff like that and and not actually realize that he's getting more looks than he did last year. Uh, before I put in my two cents, we have breaking fantasy football news okay. for the Flag League. All right. Uh, our 
reigning Super Bowl champions, Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. in this league have just traded Josh Gordon ah. for another Josh, Josh Rosen. Oh. So, Dynasty Bonanza here getting a hopeful uh, franchise quarterback for them. Yeah. And another team hoping for the Josh Gordon of old. Yeah. Interesting trade. I, if I had Rosen, if I had a couple other guys that I could rely on as far as quarterbacks go, I might do that too because it's worth a shot if you're trying to win this year. Exactly. If he's going to come out there and be really good for for Josh Gordon, that is. So, yeah. All right. So back to Big Ben, Antonio mm-hmm. Brown, all those good guys. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Brown has 18 catches in two games. Like, you can't be yep. mad about that fantasy-wise. But no, his yeah. yards have been lacking. It, he's not getting big plays like he used to. Now I know Roethlisberger overthrew him a couple of times in week one against the Browns. Yeah. But he's still getting catches, and he's still getting – oh, he had a touchdown week one. He yes. didn't have one in week two. No. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, Roethlisberger has thrown the ball 101 times, 60 times alone in week two <laughs> for 452 yards, three passing touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. Yep. So Big Ben is still doing his thing, but I think he's starting to get a little more comfortable with his other receivers. Uh Jesse James has had a few targets, yep. but they've been big chunk plays when he's been getting the ball. So that's hurting Antonio Brown's overall production, I think. Yeah. He he's not the one getting the chunk plays. Yeah, that's 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 very true. Um the the one other thing I wanted to uh talk about for Antonio Brown is as far as the targets go, he has the most targets in the league. <laughs> and he's he's complain about it. He's got more than Michael Thomas, more more than Golden Tate, more than uh, Julio Jones, more than Smith Schuster. So it's like he's actually, I don't know, it's really weird that he, they're throwing it so much that it almost it almost makes you feel like maybe they do miss Le'Veon a smidge. They're throwing way more than they did last year. Yes, uh, and James Conner did not have what it took on the ground last game. Yeah. So maybe we had just the right conditions for James Conner to be really good in week one. And now I I think after week three, I've always said, you know, three uh, times makes a trend. So if they lose week three and they're passing a bazillion times again, I think they're going to have to cave <laughs> and get Le'Veon back if they want to try and win anything this year. Yeah, it is It is kind of strange that they haven't at least explored the option of Le'Veon. I mean, uh, listen, I I think they should should have made a deal, but maybe Le'Veon's just too picky, and maybe that's where it, it is getting uh, – not mixed up. I don't know what the word is, but they're getting they're getting they're butting heads, and I think that's that's a problem because <laughs> if if Connor can't cut it, they might not win as many games as we think that they should because Le'Veon looks to me like they're he's a big part of the offense because they're throwing the ball 101 times. I, I do want to say one thing. I'm looking at the stats here. Out of all the running backs, this is completely off the topic, but all the running backs. Christian McCaffrey has the most targets. I just want to. I just wanted to say that real quick because yeah, you just had to. I had. I had to get. I had to get that in there. 
No, that's uh, that's something that I have been keeping my eye on. I have him in a couple of my daily fantasy lineups already that I've done. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about that towards the end of the show if we have time to sure. break down some of the uh, games this weekend. Yeah, um, I'm just looking at the stats here real quick between Juju and Antonio Brown before we move on to our next combo. Okay, uh, week one, Juju had five catches. So yep. on eight targets, yep. half the targets, more than half the catches, Yep, 26 more yards. Yeah. So he's getting more chunk plays there. Yep. Now in week two, Juju actually had more targets than Antonio Brown, 19 to 17, but he also had 13 catches Yes, for 121 yards, almost twice as many yards, and he got the touchdown. So yep. Juju has been way more consistent with, his targets uh he's got what 27 targets and 18 catches compared to what is it 33 and 18 so they both have 18 catches and antonio brown has not made the most of his targets well and i think part of that is it's uh, when you're antonio brown you're getting covered like ridiculously because they know what you can do when you're antonio brown juju has only been in the league for one year or two years now but yeah, so maybe they're thinking, well, if this guy's going to beat us, then he's going to have to beat us. We're we're not letting Antonio Brown beat us. So, and it's so far that's worked. If they're trying to cover Antonio Brown more, and and he's not able to haul in all the targets that he's getting, and he's not able to get more yardage after he's catching the ball, then maybe that's a good plan for opposing teams against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So before we see a third week. And maybe see the trend start setting in. Yeah, where do you see this relationship going for the Steelers? As far as uh, Antonio Big Brown ben and, and Roethlisberger, yeah. yeah, I think yep. I think it's fine as long as uh, Antonio Brown doesn't lose his head and go crazy and just stays on the field and produces. It's going to be fine. They're going to get plenty of points together. And listen, I'm I'm an Antonio Brown. Uh, owner in fantasy so I believe if they're going to keep throwing 50 times per game I'm going to be pretty happy with my Antonio Brown selections so I don't have any problem with it as far as fantasy now if if, if something's coming up if I was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan I might have a problem that they're throwing the ball so many times and that way I'd almost say hey yes. time to get Le'Veon Bell back on the field let's do something <laughs> because we're not winning yep I'm I'm on that bandwagon right now where I think after week three it's going the pressure is going to be yes. so yep. big for the Steelers to get something done because uh, they are going against uh, we will skip to our next quarterback wide receiver combos <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> and Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson and Chris Godwin and OJ Howard and everybody on that team is getting love. Yes. And that's they go head to head on Monday night this coming week. Who could have thought <laughs> that Steelers and Bucks on a Monday night in week three would be something people were like, Oh yeah. wow, what is going to happen? I can't wait to see <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> who would have ever thought? And this is another thought. Who would have thought the Bucks would have a shot to go three and oh yeah. after Jameis Winston's suspension? I tell you what, um, I would have never thought that, first of all. But second, Fitzpatrick has looked really, really good. And it's I, 
I know the coach hasn't said anything about who's going to be the starter once Jameis Winston comes back. But I'm telling you what, if if it's Patrick, if if he just doesn't screw up, I think he's the starter. I really do because he's done so much with with his throws. He's had 61 throws. He's attempted 61 passes, and 19 of them have gone to Mike Evans. So that seems like it's a pretty big chunk, but. Honestly, he is spreading the ball around everywhere because he's got Chris Godwin with 10 targets. Deshaun Jackson has nine targets. Even Adam Humphreys has seven targets. And that's 73% of all of his attempts. So before you go too much further, I just have to point out because when you said, you know, Deshaun Jackson has nine targets, that doesn't sound like a whole lot. But he's caught all nine targets. Yes. That is unheard of yes. for the deep threat guy to be money every single time. That is why Deshaun Jackson has nine targets, nine catches for 180-ish yards and three touchdowns through two games. This is the old Deshaun Jackson. Yes, and I think a lot of it has to do with Fitzpatrick. I don't think Deshaun Jackson will have that much success with Jameis Winston. I really don't. I think I think Fitzpatrick is seeing this, and he's seeing that he – be open. He's he's saying this is the chance. I gotta throw it to him now. And I, I listen. I'm a, I'm a Mike Evans owner, and I'm really happy that he's getting 19 targets so far in the first two weeks, and he's catching most of them, not all of them. But anyway, between the four wide receivers, that's 73 percent of his attempts. And even OJ Howard has six. <laughs> he has six, and he's he's throwing the ball to everybody. OJ Howard has six. Uh, Jaquiz Rogers has four. Um, Peyton Barber has two. Cameron Brait has two. Even Alan Cross has one. And Freddie uh, Martino has one. These are guys I've never even really heard of. (laughs) But he's spreading the ball around. And that's what's making Fitzpatrick extremely successful right now. He's not just relying on one guy. And he's got all sorts of people (laughs) that he can rely on. Uh, I well, I watched all of his throws in both weeks so far, and he just looked so confident sitting yeah. back there. He did not care if there was a rush because the Eagles were putting a rush on him, yep. and he was just throwing dimes every single place on the field that he threw it to. Yep. I, he only missed six passes in week two. He only missed seven passes in week one, and he threw for over 400 yards both weeks. Now, compare that to Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. He has like 40 less attempts and almost as many yards. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's – I'm telling you what, I think Fitzpatrick, I, he's going to get the starting job, and I think he's going to have the starting job throughout the entire season. And I think – now, this is this is throwing something out there. I think <laughs> that the Bucks will make the playoffs. Ooh. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's a hot take right that there. That is a really That's hot a take. A real but, hot take. I mean, he has beaten the two best teams in the NFC from last year. He's already beaten them. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I, that is it's insane to me. That that does not happen. Like, he, okay, you beat the, the, the Saints. Okay, you're not going to beat the Eagles, right? No, he does. He beats the Eagles, too. Both these teams are really good. Now, if Wentz plays in that game last week, maybe it's a different story. But 
still, Fitzpatrick looked really good. That has nothing to do with Wentz. That defense was getting torn apart because Fitzpatrick well, was, threw another four touchdowns this last week. It was two plays that killed us. One yeah. play yep. drives, two yep. 75-yard touchdowns yep. to O.J. Howard, in which there was absolutely no tackling on the field. Yep. The first one was uh, Deshaun Jackson, which I did say in our little uh, fast insights with no excuses bit is if he's on Jalen Mills and he uses a little move on him, he's going to score a touchdown. Yeah. So guess yep. what he did? He put a little move on Jalen Mills, and <laughs> that was it. Jalen Mills has been terrible. I am not happy with our play on his side of the field, so I'm I'm not giving any excuses. <laughs> but those two plays for 150 yards and two touchdowns that just took the wind out of our sails. And okay, all right, mm-hmm. we're down seven more points, just like that. Let's go like, claw back, and we don't have Carson Wentz who can you know pull some plays out with his legs and just have some insane you know throw from falling down you know just, there's so much more yeah. with Carson Wentz that could get us a drive to keep going yeah. instead of if, well it's third and 10 and Nick Foles drops back and he sacked uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I I think Carson Wentz is going to help the Eagles a lot this week I think we see a whole different Eagles team and I think they're probably going to get the win I mean I'm not going to guarantee anything I sure hope that Carson Wentz looks really solid because I like Carson Wentz. I think he's a, a really stand-up guy as well. But, uh, listen, he is he is more talented than Nick Foles. There's no question about that. Now, if Nick Foles was going to be the quarterback for the Eagles the whole year, I would expect him to be better. But I think that I think that Carson Wentz is just he's, just, he's just an amazing quarterback, no doubt about it. That's going to help the Eagles. And I do think that if he was on the field and healthy last week, that that, that game might change. And before we move on to our last combo, I do want to uh, talk about Mike Evans really quick. Yeah. Uh, we said it's, what, an even year, so he's going to get his 12 touchdowns, we were saying. <laughs> he's He's got two already, yeah. so he only needs 10 more through the next 14 games. And I know for a fact, watching that Eagles game, he had 12 targets and 10 catches. I don't know the other missed opportunity but one of those targets that he dropped was right dead square in his hands. <laughs> and I know he heard footsteps behind him, so mm-hmm. he uh, he got a little scared on the one, and it was a totally catchable ball. Yeah, And he, he did, did lose the one fumble, but yeah. it didn't hurt him in the end. He does have a tendency to drop the easy ones. I, I saw a couple yes. last year even. I was just thinking, wow, how do you <laughs> drop that? But yep. – he catches most of the passes, and he's a really good talent as well. So, so what do you think? After two games, is this a trend, or are we in for a shock when they go up against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm going to say it's a trend. Now, the next week after that, maybe I'll have to readjust myself. But they're going to be throwing the ball left and right. That's going to be such a shootout. I think that game is going to be that's going to be fun to watch. No doubt about it in my mind. Do you think Ryan Fitzpatrick has the success of our next quarterback combo? <laughs> because this guy just threw, I, I don't even know how to explain it. He put on a clinic against the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. <sighs> um, yeah. I don't know if, he, if Fitzpatrick's going to throw six touchdowns. 
But man, has has Mahomes looked really good? Ah uh, man, he he's only thrown it fifty five times, so that's already less than both of the other guys. That's almost half of what Roethlisberger half. has thrown. So that half. means they're they're yeah I know it's they're they're balanced. Their their team is balanced, and that's a good thing. Now. Mahomes, out of the 55 attempts that he's thrown to, he's thrown to Kelsey 16 times. That's a lot for a tight end, and that makes him very, very valuable. He's thrown to Hill 14 times in Watkins, a surprising 12 times. Watkins has surprised me a smidge this year so far. So I'm coming around. I need to see some more consistency on Watkins. But so far, what I have seen out of them three, that's his top – receivers it falls off considerably after that that's 76 percent of his throws the other guys that he's thrown to is Connolly with three hunt with a surprising two which is wow. actually not good if you're in a ppr league and you have hunt Ooh. yeah um d'anthony thomas has two Ware has one williams has one and sherman has one that makes up for all of his attempts but so yeah basically the guys you want to own as far as in a ppr for receiving Right now, it looks like Kelsey, Hill, and Watkins. And quite frankly, I don't think it matters. What <laughs> you, it, right now, Mahomes is looking unstoppable. I yes. don't know. This, is the, this one I'm going to say I don't know if this continues throughout the rest of the year. Because, one, he is still really young. He is flying really high right now. I, I see that. But what I have seen plenty of times out of an Andy Reid coach team Things change, and it's unexplainable why they change. Last nope. year, last year we saw Hunt was unbelievable. He was outstanding for a long time for the first half of that season, but then in the middle of the season, it went to crap. So <laughs> no, I, I have to maybe tweak what you said just a little bit. Okay. You said things change. Now, I actually think the way you needed to say that was – things don't change in the Andy Reid offense because they think yeah. it was so successful they keep doing it and people figure out yeah. how to stop it I now, yes. will that be the same with Patrick Mahomes compared to Alex Smith we will find out yeah <laughs> yeah that's a definitely a good point I'm not saying they change their stuff I'm saying things change like they, they it just doesn't work anymore right yep and I need I have to point this out because I'm a very mathematical, analytical type of brain here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I see 101 attempts for Big Ben. Yep. I see, what was it, 61 for Fitzpatrick and 55 for Mahomes. So, yep. Big Ben, the most attempts. Uh, Fitzpatrick, the second most attempts. Mm-hmm. And, and the yardage is comparable. But the percentage of completions has been better each time. Uh at least in the last game, I should say, because Mahomes' um, first game, he was 15 to 27. So it yeah. wasn't the greatest percentage. But, uh, and each one of these guys, the more yards you have, the less touchdowns they've <laughs> thrown, which is a little strange. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Uh, but uh, Tyreek Hill is basically doing the same thing Deshaun Jackson is doing, but he actually looks even faster <laughs> than I could ever imagine a guy on a football field going when he took that slant pass in week one to the house it i 
I couldn't believe how fast he was going. Mm-hmm. He looked like Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> zooming down the side. I'm like, okay, well, don't even try. Everybody should just stop and let him have it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tyreek Hill, there's no question. If I was given a choice, who I would rather have, Tyreek Hill or Deshaun Watson, or Deshaun Watson, Deshaun <laughs> Jackson, I would 100% pick Tyreek Hill. The guy is amazing. He is electric. He has every quality I want in an NFL player, on an offensive NFL player, even on defense. I'd like to see him play cornerback. I think that would be great to watch. <laughs> he wouldn't quite have the size to get up there and bat a ball down, probably. But, <laughs> but I bet you it he, would be fun. To I watch. bet you with enough practice, he'd be sticking right to that receiver the entire he might, time. He might. Uh, now, again, I watched the film on Mahomes' throws for the first two weeks, mm-hmm. and. He looked great. I mean, there was some – he was zinging him in there. Yes. He, he has a fastball. Yes, he and does. there's no doubt about that. There was a couple of passes to Kelsey that were, like, behind him, and you see Kelsey contort himself in the air like <laughs> like he didn't realize the ball was already there. Yeah. And he had to snag it the other way, and he was getting it. So those passes, they're very Brett Favre-esque, I yes. have to say. And there is going to be some games, I can about guarantee you, coming up because he has not played the greatest defenses right. so far. And week three, he's not playing against a very good defense again, and it's at home in Kansas City versus San Francisco. So I think uh, keep plugging him in your lineup. Yep. It's all systems go yep. for right now. Yep. You but have we're going to gonna have to keep an eye on this, because he is going to have a bad game here real quick, and everybody's like, oh, my God, <laughs> he's not what we thought he was. we got to dump him, trade him for what you can get. One, if he's going to be Brett Favre's career, and likewise, that's going to be an amazing career. But two, that means he's going to throw a lot of interceptions. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if he he his arm looks very similar to Brett Favre because they could Brett Favre could throw it as fast as anybody, and he could put it on a dime, which I've seen Mahomes do as well. So I just think that at at some point you end up taking a risk that you shouldn't, and it's going to cost him. The big difference here could be that Patrick Mahomes got to learn from an efficient quarterback, mm-hmm. Alex Smith. Yep. Uh, he was quoted as saying, he taught me how to make sure I was ready for any situation that presented itself in a game. I owe him a lot. I don't know that you can say that about Brett Favre. Yeah. He's like, just <laughs> give me the ball. I'm, I'm going to throw it wherever the heck I feel like it, and that's that. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that the one time he was with John Gruden, um, talking about something. He was like, uh, John Gruden was like, hey, why did you throw that ball there? They're watching film. Why did you throw that ball? He's like, because uh, I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Brett Favre in a nutshell. Yep. So I think we are going to see some Brett Favre-like throws from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And I think we are going to see some Brett Favre-like games from Patrick Mahomes coming up here and I very think, soon. Yeah. And I think the we'll, more we'll see. the more confidence Mahomes gets, and I think his confidence is super high right now, I think he's going to take more risks with more confidence. And more risks will might set him down just a smidge and say, okay, my confidence is a little too high. Maybe I should start taking a little safer approach. And that might affect how he plays too. So we're, we we got to find out. This guy hasn't played too long. I and mean, these first two games that he's played this year have looked amazing. There's no doubt. But he's still young, and there's a lot of learning still from him. So let's see what happens when 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 a bad thing happens to him. Let's see how he 
addresses that situation. And we'll see. This is, his, I think, his first home game, actually, this year in week three. And week four is Monday Night Football against the Broncos. So mm-hmm. that'll be his first prime time game. Yeah, that'll be fun so to we'll watch, we'll see too. if he can keep it going in the spotlight when the entire country is watching football. Mm-hmm. All eyes on him. So, Kansas City Chiefs, they started just like this last year. Do you think it continues, or, like we said earlier, do you think Andy Reid keeps it rolling and people figure out how to play against him? I I don't want to say it's not going to continue, but I don't think it's going to continue as successful as it has been. It has been ridiculously successful right now, and I do think it's it's falls off a little bit. I don't think it's going to fall off a ton. I think they're going to be successful for a while, but I don't think it's going to be so ridiculous. I really don't. You mean you don't think a 20% touchdown ratio is sustainable <laughs> for an entire year? No, I don't. I do not think he's going to get uh, 10... Uh, 10 uh, touchdowns every two weeks i just that's a little insane no no not gonna get 80 touchdowns this year he's not gonna completely (laughs) destroy tom brady's record i i listen if he destroys tom brady's record i'm all for it oh yeah oh yeah all right so that was our analysis a Mm -hmm. few quarterback wide receiver combos out there that have started off in different spots most of them successful the one that has been doing it uh, the most successful for the most amount of years is what oh one and one. <laughs> so yep. th- there comes a time. Maybe it's this year. I I think this is not going too far out on a limb. This may be the last time that Antonio Brown is selected as the number one wide receiver in fantasy drafts. Who? Yeah. Well, that's that's going on a limb to a certain extent, but I don't think it really is too much. Because maybe he's not going to be on the Steelers much longer. Maybe he's frustrated. Maybe he wants <laughs> to be trade traded. Me. See what happens. Yeah, <laughs> just trade me. See what happens. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't mind to see him on a different team. I'd like to see how he performs with a different quarterback. But I don't know. <laughs> I think that's stretching a smidge. All right. Well, we've got some time. Let's let's re- preview some of the games this week. Okay. Uh, your Jets are at Cleveland on Thursday night football, and it seems like nobody's giving your Jets a shot. So what's up with that? Yeah, nobody's giving them the shot because they just think that the, the Browns are a really good team because they tied against the uh, the Steelers, and they look pretty good. But it's, I'm sorry. They're 0-1-1. They don't have a win. We do. We know how to win. The Browns, I'm, I, I'm, listen, the Browns can beat the Jets. I'm not saying they can't, but you got to give the Jets a shot. They're basing everything off of this last game we just played against the Dolphins, which was an extreme disappointment. I thought we were going to come out there and at least make it a competitive game. And it, at the last, the final score looked like it was competitive, but for real, we weren't, we weren't in that game until the very last part of the game. And that's, that was, I already knew it was, we were done, but Listen, the Jets aren't that bad of a team. I do believe we turn it around, and we're going to at least make this game competitive. 
you can't just not give the Jets a shot. That's just how it is every single year. The, the, the moment the Jets look bad, uh, the Jets are the worst team in football. Who is the one guy you want in your fantasy lineup from the Jets for Thursday? Oh, it's I mean, it's pretty pretty simple. It's going to be Quincy Inunua. He's still the main target of Sam Darnold. Although I will say Bilal Powell has looked pretty good so far this year, so I don't mind him. And, and Crowell has looked pretty decent as well. Um, the one guys, the guys that I think shouldn't be from the Jets, um, it's quite simply uh, Trenton Cannon. He's gotten very, very little work, and I don't think they want to put him out there at all. Now, when when our other running back comes back, uh, Elijah McGuire, when he comes back, I might think that the Bilal Powell and Isaiah Crowell combo might slim down a smidge. I think they'll still be on the field, but I think that Elijah McGuire will have some time on the field. Nothing like what Trenton Cannon has not been on the field basically at all so far this year. All right, let's go to New Orleans at Atlanta. I think this could be a very good game. Mm-hmm. Um, New Orleans has kind of disappointed us so far this year. Uh, Michael Thomas has not disappointed you and I in the no. leagues that we own him in. Yeah. He has a billion receptions, and he is by far right now the best fantasy foot or wide receiver uh, yes. on yep. the year. I mean, he has uh, 30 targets, 18 catches, 269 yards, three touchdowns. I mean... He only had, what, five touchdowns all of last year or something yeah, like that? Yeah. yeah, five touchdowns last year. So he's already got three, and in a full PPR, he is averaging like 35 points a game. So <laughs> I hope that continues for week three that's, at Atlanta. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to I'm going to say that it does continue, and I think that Drew Brees and that offense is going to absolutely destroy the Falcons. I think Ooh. it's going to be a blowout. I'm predicting this right now. It is a blowout of a game. It won't even be close. Okay. I'll take it because I have almost no shares of Atlanta except for Tevin Coleman in a couple yeah. places. Yep. And I got Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara in a few spots. So I'll take it. Yeah. It Hopefully doesn't mean we're right on the money. That doesn't mean that Atlanta's receivers and stuff like that won't be valuable because if it's a blowout, they're going to have to throw. But I oh, really yeah. do think I really do think it's going to be a very uneven game, one-sided. Okay, we talked a little bit about it. San Francisco at Kansas City. I see no reason to believe that. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> gets slowed down. Jimmy Garoppolo has not looked like the Jimmy Garoppolo of the last few games of last year. So I don't see this being a very competitive game either, especially being at Arrowhead. No, I don't either. I absolutely think that uh, Kansas City keeps rolling and I think Mahomes keeps rolling. I don't think he's going to get six touchdowns. I'm going to narrow it down and say he gets three, but he's yeah, I, I think they keep rolling. I think this might be the week that Kareem Hunt finally gets a good game on the ground. Yeah. Because if they get up early, hopefully they can just pound it on the ground. But I don't know. Patrick Mahomes is just slinging yeah. it everywhere. Maybe they're just going to keep the pedal to the metal and they're going to score another 40-plus points this week. Who knows? That's that's yeah. Andy <laughs> Reid. That's how he does it. Uh, Oakland at Miami. Oh, man. Oakland just uh, – I don't have anything good to say about Oakland. Nothing. Nah, it's, it's really hard to say anything good about them. 
But I will say that I think Kenny Stills is going to be pretty good in this game. I think that he is, out of all the Miami people that I want to have, it's Kenny Stills. And Kenron Drake looked pretty good last week against the Jets as well. I, I, I do have to say that. Watching that whole game, I thought he looked pretty talented out there, and he's making a lot of plays. Um, but I think Kenny Stills is a guy to own on the, the Miami Dolphins offense. Um, other than that, I don't really want Tannehill. <laughs> I, I, there's plenty of other options at quarterback. But, yeah, I think I think if I had to choose – it would probably be Stills, but Kenyon Jake is climbing up my, my list a smidge. Oh, boy. Let's not say it. The last two times you flip-flopped <laughs> on a running back. Oh, no. First was Darius Geis. The second was Joe Mixon. <laughs> Are you saying Kenyon Drake is now on the other side of that coin, too? Uh, I'm not going to say anything about anybody getting injured. Okay. I don't want right. to do that. All right. <laughs> um, do you think Amari Cooper has two good games in a row? Oh, boy, I said it before I say it again. He had a good week. He's got to be consistent. And he's not. So <laughs> we and will he's find not. out, but I don't think he's going to be. Um, but they're go- he's going to have to be involved to even have a chance yeah. to win in yep. Miami. Uh, do we even need to talk about Buffalo at Minnesota? I mean, should they even send the Bills <laughs> To U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. <laughs> uh, let's just remember, it's not just the Buffalo Bills quarterback watch 2018. It is also the Buffalo Bills cornerback watch 2018. Because when one of your cornerbacks just retire flat out right in the middle of the game, that is just hilarious. I, I'm sorry, that is awesome. I think that Davis, when he did this, I, I, I wish I could have seen it and I wish I could have been there to see that happen i'm done i'll see ya <laughs> i mean i even awesome. mentioned because uh, we were doing the actives and actives you know and i was like oh hey Vontae davis is active this week because yeah he was inactive week one and i know you had picked him up for cheap in the flag league as a filler cornerback and i was like oh look you can actually play him this week <laughs> yeah. and what happens <laughs> he says screw it i'm done this yeah. buffalo bills thing can just yeah. yeah, I think it was, I'm done, you guys are horrible. I don't want to play on this team. That's kind of that's what I felt like it was. Uh, apparently a front row seat to Josh Allen's climb to greatness for the Buffalo Bills was not enough for him <laughs> to want to keep playing NFL football. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to Indianapolis at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is amazing at home. Their defense gives up. Very little points, and they have had some success against Andrew Luck in the past. Okay, That's all I'm going to say about that game because everything else is going to be biased because my boy's back, <laughs> and we brought back Jordan Matthews, who is my boy's boy, Yeah, and <laughs> I'm getting excited to watch real offense again. Yeah, um, I think the Eagles are going to win the game. Don't get me wrong, but I do think T.Y. Hilton has a pretty good game this week. And it's not because I don't think the defense is good, but I think there's some holes in the defense, and I think that they're going to, the Colts are going to try their best to get T.Y. Hilton the ball because he is a difference maker for the Colts. And Andrew Luck is the biggest difference maker for the Colts. And T.Y. has been pretty solid so far this year. So I'm just going to say T.Y. is solid. <laughs> 
this week against the Eagles. I think the Eagles win, though. I would agree with you if I knew T.Y. Hilton were going to be covered by Jalen Mills all game. <laughs> but our number one cornerback, Ronald Darby, has been doing pretty good work at holding down the number one receiver. And who is the number two receiver on the Colts? Ryan Grant. Ryan Grant. Uh, <laughs> he could still have some success against Jalen Mills, but I'm not 100% sure that T.Y. is going to have a great game. If somebody's going to have a great game for the Colts, I have a feeling it's going to be one of their tight ends, either Eric Ebron or Jack Doyle. That's possible. Ebron well. kind of fits that O.J. Howard mold, yeah. and he was pretty decent against the Eagles. So if you need some help at tight end, unfortunately, I'm going to say the Eagles are not the greatest against tight end so far this year, so maybe roll out Ebron for week three. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we'll move to Green Bay at Washington. Um, there's some rumors floating around there about Aaron Rodgers' knee. Yeah. It might be getting worse as the season goes on. Because yeah. some people are saying, oh, well, that brace he wears, that's only for people that have had tears in their MCL and this, that, and the other <laughs> thing. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see. <laughs> I mean, Washington does have a decent pass rush. So yeah. look out, Aaron. Yeah, that's... Oof, that's the situation. I, now, listen, if he's not on the field, I think Washington wins the game. I think without Aaron Rodgers, the Packers could go 0-16 if, if, if he wasn't on the field at all. But I, th I don't think the Packers are any good at all without Aaron Rodgers. I think he is the biggest key to any team in the NFL. Without him, they're garbage. I'm sorry, all Packers fans, but without Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, the Packers are garbage. Yeah, they proved it last year. Yeah, yep. Do you think, because there's a certain somebody coming back from suspension, do you think Aaron Jones has any impact against the Redskins? Yeah, I think he has some impact. I don't know how much it's going to actually happen, but listen, the Redskins aren't super amazing on offense, so if they can't get it going and the Packers have a lead, I do expect them to hand off as much as they possibly can so that Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to throw the ball and take a risk of getting hurt. So I do think that they're going to try to get Aaron Jones in there, and we'll see if Aaron Jones can be successful because he's going to have a huge opportunity because them running backs for the Packers have not done much of anything right now. So Aaron Jones, if you are the guy, it's he's the guy to own as far as the backfield right now for the Packers. Yep, I have him in one or two leagues. I don't know if I want to roll him out there quite yet, but I think if the Packers want to keep Aaron Rodgers upright for the entire season, I think they need to just air it out early and try and build up a lead yeah. so that they can save Aaron's knee with the running game. And they have capable running backs as a group. So if they can get them involved later in the game where he doesn't have to be running around for his life and trying to win the game, that will make them a contender yep. for the rest of the year. Yep, absolutely agree with you on that one. Cincinnati at Carolina. This is an interesting one. I, you know, Usually when you see Cincinnati on the docket, you're like, meh, that's yeah. probably going to be a win. <laughs> but so far this year, they have put up 34 points in both games. Uh, and Andy Dalton has looked really good. Yeah. So will that continue against the Panthers? I think he does look good again this this week. 
um, because he's got A.J. Green, who has looked as – I mean, last week for A.J. Green was unbelievable. I, I looked at before halftime. I was looking as like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get destroyed. I did end up losing that game <laughs> in fantasy. It wasn't all just because of A.J. Green. The guy had a pretty decent team. But A.J. Green sure helped. But then the last second half was like, okay, I got to look, I got to look, I got to look, because I didn't watch the game. I got to look, and I, was, I looked at it as like, Oh, he only got two more catches. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. But, man, if he would have continued that, A.J. Green, I'm telling you, he's one of them guys, I didn't really sleep on him. I wasn't, like, going out and getting him, though. I was just, he's one of them guys that just, yeah, A.J. Green, eh. Maybe it was because it was Dalton. I was scared of Dalton. But if Dalton's going to play like this, A.J. Green is absolutely worth it. And on the other end of that game, I'm going to say this. If if Dalton is throwing a ton of uh, touchdowns or yardage and that offense looks great, Christian McCaffrey is going to have a huge, huge week because they're going to throw the ball. And Greg Olson is out. they got to throw the ball somewhere underneath, and it's going to be Christian McCaffrey every single time. And last week proved it. Last week was the proof. He got a ton of receptions and got a lot of points because of that. Yep, uh, with Olsen out, McCaffrey's targets went way up, yes. as well as Devin Funches. He had nine yep. targets and seven catches for 77 yards, so Funches is in play fantasy-wise. And one guy I want you to look out for in that Cincinnati and Carolina game is Tyler Boyd. Mm, he mm-hmm. had a little bit of a coming-out party yep. this last week, and he is very cheap in DFS. Just keep your eye on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tennessee at Jacksonville. Uh, yeah. We all thought Houston was going to crush yeah. Tennessee last week, and Deshaun Watson's woes continued, mm-hmm. and Blaine Gabbert didn't screw up the game. Yeah. But I think Jacksonville is going to completely take that offense off the field very quickly every time they step out there. <laughs> it's very, very difficult for a team to go 0-16. Now, I know the Lions and the Browns are probably thinking, well, it's not that difficult. But <laughs> the Tennessee Titans have to get a win somewhere, and they got to win last week. I don't know if they're going to win. <laughs> Unless Mariota comes back and is really stellar, I, I, I can't see that team being much better I, I know they made the playoffs last year. That's that's the, the thing that boggles my mind. They made the playoffs last year, and I didn't expect that because they're just not that good of a team. They're like one of the worst playoff teams I've ever seen, besides maybe the Buffalo Bills last year. Besides, that yes, was please. That's another shocker. <laughs> Don't forget about them. Right, it, that whole last year with the, with the playoffs was just like really screwy to me. Yeah, so – Let's see. Is there anybody that's going to be fantasy relevant in this game? Because Jacksonville's probably not going to have to put up a lot of points if their defense does what it's supposed to do and holds Tennessee to probably 10 or less points. I mean, we we thought their offense was bad, and they didn't score a ton of points, and Jacksonville should do a much better job. So yep. is there anybody that's going to be fantasy relevant in that game? Um if Fournette is playing, and <laughs> yes, I think Fournette will be. And if not, T.Y. or T.Y. Hilton, uh, T.J. Yeldon is going to be fantasy relevant as well because they're going to be handing off the ball a lot. And listen, I, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't see anybody else on that team for this week against the Titans being much of a success. I could see Keelan Cole maybe getting some and Moncrief getting some, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be more running back heavy than uh, weeks past. All right, uh, Denver at Baltimore. Uh, there's a couple of odd teams. Uh, the running back situation is not panning out the way either team would like. Yeah. Royce Freeman was named the starter, but Philip Lindsay has snuck out there and been the fantasy darling for the Denver Broncos. And on the other side, Alex Collins just isn't getting a very big workload. And Buck Allen has been getting some mm-hmm. passes his way, and he's been fantasy relevant. So what are we going to expect out of the running backs in this one? I'm not I'm not certain what to expect out of the Broncos because listen the the coaches have said he's going to run with the hot hand. And when you say that, you mm-hmm. could have a very bad week with either one of them. So it's really for unless you're in a deep league, it's really not worth having Freeman or uh or Lindsay at this point because you're not. You can't feel comfortable starting him. If if you're gonna go with the hot hand, who's gonna be the hot hand today? So far, it's been Lindsey. But if something happens and Lindsey's not the hot hand, it, Freeman. <laughs> but you can't. You can't just roll the dice every way. Who's gonna be the hot hand in fantasy football? You have to at least have some kind of expectation going into your when you press submit uh, when you on your lineup. You have to have some kind of what's the what's the word? Not expectation, but you have to have comfortable. Be comfortable with it. And I, I would not be comfortable right now with either one of them in my lineup. No, the only player really on Denver that I'm comfortable with is Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, so oh boy. Yep. I'm okay if you're playing him in DFS or you've got him in year-long stuff. Stick him in your lineup. He'll probably do you just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last of the early games is the Giants at the Texans. I am hoping this is the Texans' defensive breakout game (laughs) because that New York offensive line is almost as garbage as Seattle's offensive line. So that's why Saquon Barkley was extremely fantasy relevant last Mm -hmm. week because he was just dumping the ball off to him Mm -hmm. all game long, just like Christian McCaffrey. So will J.J. Watt... Be in Eli Manning's face all game. <sighs> I'm ready to see it. I haven't seen right. it yet, and it's it's frustrating me because I love J.J. Watt, but I just I want to see him be successful. He's a really good guy. He's he's right up there as far as off the field, right up there with Larry Fitzgerald and them and all them. But I mean, on the field, he is a difference maker. At least he was. If he's not going to get to that level again, then I'll have concern. But I. <laughs> I think that Houston is going to win this game, but I don't know. I thought they were going to win last week, too, against the Titans. So I I sure hope that Watson does better because I just – he was so good last year. I, I'm missing that. I'm missing that, that electrifying, awesome, just wow, look at him. Did you see what he just did? And it has not happened yet this year. Maybe that – comes this week against the Giants. My prediction for this game is, yes, Houston's defense breaks out. They get to Eli a few times. They get out to a lead, and we see more 
than just 10 points out of Lamar Miller this week. Because <laughs> so far, it's basically two weeks, two 10-point games. So if you're just sticking them in there as your RB2 and hoping for 10 points yeah. in a PPR, you're getting what yep. you were hoping out of Lamar Miller. But I think this week, we might finally see a little more. Yeah. Yeah, and that's basically I got Cream Hunt, and I've been sticking him in the lineup. I'm expecting yeah. more than ten points, but that's all I'm getting. I'm getting ten points from him, and that's just not that to me is not good enough for Cream Hunt because Cream Hunt was so good last year. But that offense is completely different now with Mahomes in there, so <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right, we've got Los Angeles at Los Angeles. This is the Chargers at the Rams, and I keep seeing people all over Facebook and different places saying, should I sit Keenan Allen against the Rams? What do you say? Uh, I can't sit Keenan Allen. Uh, it's it's really hard to do that. He's just he's too good. But the Rams' defense is pretty good as well. Now, they didn't really play a very good team last week, so their defensive numbers are going to look a lot better than what they actually are. Because the Cardinals are just, just, just oh bad, just so bad. Like that, that's a team that they could go zero and sixteen this year. But yeah, uh, listen, their defense is really good. The Rams are a really good team. I expect the Rams to win this game, but it could be a lot closer than you think. Uh, and I'm seeing here uh, where I'm looking at the schedule. They have a link where you can buy tickets, and I see for this. Chargers Ram games there's almost 6,000 tickets available for as low as $30 <laughs> so if you want to go to a game in LA oh, versus man. LA this week it's a really cheap unless it's probably like you know $250 to park somewhere so that's <laughs> probably why the tickets are cheap because they also own the parking in the same yeah. vicinity yeah. so um, is there anybody for these teams that you would sneak into a DFS lineup um Todd Gurley, if he's that's total, that's so hard because he's going to be expensive, but I think it's absolutely worth it. Now Eckler, I would also do if he's cheap enough because I think his stock is rising a smidge, and that he's not going to be as cheap as he has been. But depending on how either DraftKings or FanDuel updates their um, updates the website. And their their money and their cash flow for the website. I can't say what I'm saying. What um, <laughs> I would st- I would put in Eckler because he's got to be cheap. He's got to still be cheap. If he's not cheap, then maybe you consider somebody else. But that's where I'd go DFS. Yeah, right. Uh, let's see what we. Oh, speaking of the Cardinals, we have Chicago at Arizona, so we got a home game for the Cardinals. Do you think maybe they can get some points on the board? Does David Johnson get going at all against this Chicago defense who seems to be just hyped up beyond belief ever since they got Khalil Mack? I think if the Cardinals want to be successful, they need to just hand the ball off. Because at this point, I I can't see... Sam, I don't know if Sam Bradford's going to start. I still haven't heard any news there. He, they did say that he's their quarterback. Okay, I didn't see that, but okay. <laughs> I'm hoping that he just stays the quarterback for one more week after this week. That's all I need you for because I got a bye week coming week four. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I I think that 
David Johnson's going to kick it up at some point. They got to trust in him. Hand him, hand it off two times in a row, and if he didn't get the first down, then maybe you throw it. But if it's only two yards away, maybe you hand it off again. You see, see what David Johnson can give you. But I mean, it's it's a, they are not a good offense right now, so it's really hard, really hard for me to say that I can and confidently start David Johnson. But I'm going to start him every week until until the end of the year, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Unless something really bad happens, but yeah. I do think this is uh, a good week to get Jordan Howard maybe into a DFS lineup because yes. if Arizona keeps playing as bad as they yes. are, Jordan Howard should get a ton of carries in this game to close it out in the second half and make it worth your while just on pure volume alone. Yeah, and not just that. Didn't Nagy just say that he wants to? He should have. He should have more uh, uh, touches or carries or whatever. Yeah, it was. I think the quote was uh, uh, Jordan Howard should have probably more touches uh, yeah good good job on that one yeah uh he probably should so i think that if he is going to say for some reason when it comes to matt Nagy, i take his word more than i take word of anybody any other coaches i don't know what it is but every time he speaks i think oh he's gonna do this i don't know what it is about him but that's just uh, maybe it's just me and Nagy. we're on the same page i don't know all right, we got three more games left. The last of the late games is Dallas at Seattle, a couple of teams that just aren't themselves as of late. I do not. I don't want to watch that game. I really <laughs> don't. That's going to be that's going to be a really bad game. I the, I is, I'm so surprised that the it's Seahawks weird. are so bad. It's weird. I'm again. I'm looking at these ticket prices. Uh, that L.A. game. There was almost six thousand tickets available. This game at Seattle. There's only six hundred and twenty nine tickets available for as low as a hundred and seventy eight dollars. So <laughs> you say you don't want to watch it, but everybody in Seattle is going to be there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do you think uh, there's anybody besides Zeke and Russell Wilson in this game that people should have in their lineups? I said Brandon Marshall last week, but man, was I proven wrong on that. I don't think that that offensive line for the Seahawks is just not good enough. I watched some of that game, and it's just he has no time. He has no time, and he has to scramble immediately. So, I no, I don't think there's anybody else that's worth it at this moment for the Seattle Seahawks because Russell Wilson, he's going to get plenty of points because he's going to get some, you know, throws and yardage but he's going to get plenty of running too and that scares me a smidge because I think yeah. that he he's going to get hurt sooner or later and I that he's one of them guys I don't want to see him get hurt because I like him a lot but yeah I, I I think at some point it's going to be not worth it for him to run around the Sunday night game is the Patriots at the Lions I don't know how this isn't going to be a bloodbath but Wow. New England did get shut down by one of the best defenses last week, so maybe they're not. I don't know. They're not going to kill Detroit. Is yeah. that even a possibility? If, it, if the Lions can show up, I, 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 I'm surprised that the Lions have been as bad as they have been this these la these first two weeks of the season. Obviously, they got destroyed by the Jets, and they all they. They got pretty close to them in that last game. It, it, it looked promising to a certain extent. But the Lions, man, oh, man, I tell you, I think I think they 
they can make it they can make it promising to watch them this week against the Patriots, but I fully expect the Patriots to win, especially coming off of a loss. That's that's just how the Patriots are. And if if Josh Gordon can get in there <laughs> right away, if they're trading for him, I don't know what's going on there. But if he does get in there and all all Tom Brady has to do is say, run a post pattern and, and <laughs> do that, and if, if it can work, that team's going to be unstoppable again. If you have Josh Gordon and he's active because he was practicing with the ones, do you want to give it a try? in your lineup this week that really depends i do have him in one league but it really depends on on the rest of my team going forward like if 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 i feel like i have solid out solid without him then no i'm not playing him this week i want to wait and see see if he can actually do something for the patriots because i think he's got to learn the playbook i don't know whether or not they're going to put him out there unless he understands what to do because and he's got to get timing down with uh tom brady as well not that tom brady needs to get timing down with him because tom brady probably already knows oh by watching film oh i can see okay this is i got it don't worry about it but yeah i i don't know if i'd play him yet unless i absolutely needed something and i didn't have that other guy there so i might then but probably not if i'm feeling comfortable with the rest of my players Okay, here's a specific scenario. In the league I have Josh Gordon in, I have basically one spot between these four guys, (laughs) including Josh Gordon. Which one would you actually want to play? Between Josh Gordon, Brandon Marshall, Pierre Garçon, and Randall Cobb. Cobb. I'm going Cobb. Until Aaron Rodgers isn't on the field, i got to go Cobb. Because right now I... Unless they they come out and say Josh Gordon is going to be on the field for so many plays, and I can I can at least evaluate that, then yes, I can I would go with Josh Gordon. But Cobb right now to me is still a guy that I would go with. So if I'm you, I'm going Cobb to be safe, but I I can't do Brandon Marshall. Okay, that yeah, sounds good to me. Uh, and we talked about it a little bit earlier. It's Pittsburgh at Tampa Bay on Monday Night Football. <laughs> Who do you got? Can I go with the Buccaneers? I, I, I'm going with Fitzmagic. I want to. I ah. love Fitzpatrick. I think the guy is. He's 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 so awesome. When he was on the Jets, he was awesome. I he, his personality shines when he's the starter. When he's the backup, they don't you don't get talked about. But man, <laughs> that interview after the game, that was something else. That, that was, was something so good. Yep. That was so awesome. Uh yeah, I I really I'm rooting for the Buccaneers, yeah, yeah. I guess. I I don't I would not be surprised either way. Yeah, absolutely. Cuz we've seen the cycle of Fitzpatrick <laughs> time and time again. He goes to a spot. He's the backup quarterback. The starter gets injured or suspended. He comes in. He's the darling of the league. He pushes him to a playoff run. 
then he's the full-time starter, and then he starts going downhill, and then he is not on the team anymore, <laughs> and then he goes to somewhere, and he's the backup quarterback, <laughs> and the starter gets injured or gets in the cycle, keeps going over and over, and this apparently is the part of the cycle where he is the darling of the league. Yeah, so. um, yeah. I, I, I think that if my prediction is wrong, that they don't make the playoffs, then I'll make another prediction. He's going to look great until after after the when, when for these four weeks, <laughs> he's going to look awesome. And then once they declare him the starter for the rest of the season, he's going to be like, Bleh. now you've got it. It's the <laughs> law of Fitz magic averages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is only him. Only him. Only Fitz magic. Yep. Well, that is going to wrap it up for this week. Um, we went a little long, yeah. but we wanted to get all the games in there. We didn't want to you know, be biased towards anybody out there. So we got all our games previewed, <laughs> and we got some in-depth on some quarterbacks and some wide receivers. I hope that was some good insight yeah. for you moving forward. Um, like I said, this is, this is it for us this week. Uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, we're at Fantasy Fuel. Our followers are starting to get up there, so I'm liking what we're seeing. And we've got lots of uh, interesting stuff going on on Twitter. Yep. There's some things that uh, uh, hopefully I'll be able to announce next time. Uh, we may be on a different podcast as a different uh, guest. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to tell more about it next time. Yeah. Um, if you want to find us on Facebook, our uh, message board uh, discussion group there is Fantasy Football through Fantasy Fuel. And if you want to give us a call, we're always open. Text us. If you want any kind of lineup or trade advice, uh, that number is 608-492-3443. Is there anything you are looking forward to other than Thursday Night Football this week? <laughs> Not at all. I am super excited to watch the Jets on, well, I guess Thursday night is prime time. But usually Thursday night's just like, Bleh. but when it's your team, I'm super excited. I'm, I'm ready to watch the Jets completely destroy. No, I'm just kidding. I, I think it's going to be a good game, and I hope they do good. All right. Well, that'll do it for us again. Uh, thanks for listening, and don't forget yep. to stay fueled up this fantasy season. <laughs>